Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of Unknown Regions Podcast, Hope and hopefully not the last. My name is Michelle. I am here with my co-host, who also happens to be my firstborn child, Colin. Hello. Uh, my name is Colin Whitlick. Thank you, Mom. Um, <laughs> that wasn't I... supposed to be your name, but... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We'll just say that that's your name. Yeah. That's, no, that is my name. Uh, my name is Colin Whitlick. Hello, everybody. Um, I am currently attending... I'm a student currently attending DePaul University. I'm a sophomore. Um, and I'm currently studying music composition, classical music composition, along with neuroscience studies with a concentration in behavioral cognitive neuroscience. I.E. He's smart, everybody. I'm all right. I'm all right. I got it. I got it. I got it where it counts. My my proudest moment, he just got straight A's. <laughs> and now we're not talking like, <sighs> we're not talking like A minus territory. We're talking like 96%, 99% in music theory or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. You could kiss that report card. It's so clean. It's so clean. <laughs> there, are, there are no cooties on that report card. No. <laughs> yeah. No okay. Anyway, like I said, my name's Michelle. I'm his mom. He's my son. Pretty much my partner in crime as far as Star Wars goes these days. Mm-hmm. I brought him up right. I indoctrinated <laughs> him young, Indeed. as one should. And um, so now we're going to do this podcast together. But first, before I get into anything else, I have thank yous to go mm. over. Thank you, Brandon Boylan, because mm. you have been such a support, technologically speaking, morally speaking just you've been my biggest cheerleader to get this silly thing going so thank you (laughs) and clashing sabers in general love all you guys and um jason at blast points has also answered some of my really really dumb questions (laughs) (laughs) because technology and i repel each other pretty Mm, much indeed and so the only thing that's held me back from doing this i've wanted to do this for years we're talking years this is typical michelle By the way, putting things off for three to four years, that's pretty much, right? This this is facts. Yeah, that's pretty much normal for me. But technology scares me to death. So I went out. I got myself a laptop. Uh, Yeah. I got myself some mics. Big commitment. We spent about two hours trying to figure out how to get two mics plugged into this laptop because... You're welcome. You're welcome. Colin helped me out. Um, Because normally Colin would be at school Mm -hmm. for when we record. But luckily, DePaul is on a lovely quarter system. So he's home for the Mm -hmm. entire month of December leading up to Rise of Skywalker. I'm thinking we're going to do rapid release a whole bunch of episodes in a row leading up to the movie. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's not a promise. Huge disclaimer. (laughs) <laughs> There's going to be a lot of disclaimers today, everybody. Yeah, many disclaimers. That's the first one. We're not sure what the schedule's going to be. Mm. You're just going to be like, oh, look, there's <laughs> been three episodes in one day. No, I'm just kidding. There won't be three. Oh, jeez. There won't be three in one day, but there, there could more? be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There could be three in three days. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Like, one per day should not be too big of an issue. Probably not. Anyway, um, so thank you to everybody that helped. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, if there's any more thank yous. Um, thank you to your father and my husband mm. <laughs> for putting up with all Ooh. of my purchases lately. <laughs> oh. yeah. Hey, honey, I, I just need like a 
$1,300 laptop just for silly podcasting. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. And he just rolls his eyes and is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> um, we, I do have another child. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is 16. She is Star Wars adjacent. She's mm. a fan, but it's mm. not like, it's not like us. Mm-hmm. It's not, except for Clone Wars is her jam. So when we talk about Clone Wars later, later, mm. a couple of months later, mm-hmm. We might bring her into the fold. She's possibly. coherent of Star Wars. Oh, for sure. She, she understands can... the bigger picture topics of Star Wars. Less the nitty gritty stuff. Less the nitty gritty. Um, anytime I say the word Raylo, she rolls her eyes. So I can't really <laughs> talk to her about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about the name. Unknown Regions. Oh. <laughs> Podcast Star Wars. <laughs> no. What could it mean? What could it mean? Oh, it's so confusing. It's, yeah. it's so many layers. Very difficult. So unknown regions. I have wanted to name a podcast unknown regions for, like I said, probably three to four years. And I honestly thought when I looked it up at this point that it was going to have been taken by someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a another unknown regions podcast. But when I looked it up, they haven't published anything for over a year. Oh, okay. Hmm. So I feel like we're safe. I want to get closer regions. to your mic, maybe. Okay. Okay. They're in the unknown regions. They they are. They are actually in it. <laughs> they are actually. They're gone. I don't know what happened to them, and quite frankly, I don't want to know because I like my name <laughs> and I don't want to have to give it back. So. Right. Um, <laughs> and the whole purpose initially of using that was that. I I listen to a good number of Star Wars podcasts, I would say, of excellent quality, many of them. And but one thing I have noticed is even though there's a lot more women involved mm. in the fandom, yeah. What I noticed is not that many of my age group, which is oh. the original trilogy generation women podcasters there are there are a few here and there yeah how old are you mom oh (laughs) well i mean i don't know that i need to say colin i think saying that i'm of the original trilogy generation okay okay that's fair fine i'm 47 (laughs) oh okay i have been told i do not look 47 or act 47 in any way yes i take that as a compliment because perhaps it just means i'm immature Mm -hmm. But I'm going to pretend like it's a compliment. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) I had to ask. There are a few um, ladies of my age podcasting out there about Star Wars, which is wonderful. But I feel like there needs to be at least one more. Mm. Ta-da! So here I am. So that seems like an unknown region to me. Oh. Older women talking about Star Wars podcasting. Is that the reason you wanted to? That is initially the reason. I didn't know that. Really? This is the first time I've heard about this. <laughs> That's cool. That was the original intent. Okay. But then it sort of morphed because I knew I didn't want to do this alone. And I knew that I couldn't, um, you know, I know, I know quite a few ladies of my age that I can have on occasionally, but I really wanted to have a regular co-host person to talk to. And why would I not pick my own offspring? <laughs> yeah. When I, if I had that opportunity, so that's me. Um, so then I started thinking, well, you know what? That's an unknown region too, because how many podcasts have you heard of? Oh. Star Wars mm. podcasts, where there is a mom and an adult son. None. <laughs> I don't know that there are any. I haven't 
looked that hard, but mm. I certainly... There's a lot of, like, fathers and sons, which is great. Oh, that's right, yeah. And it's usually, like, probably a younger child, you know, not child, but, you know, like a... An adolescent. Yeah, like a tween or something. <laughs> to some degree, yeah. Um, but there, I've seen a couple of adult-son-father combos, but I think the mother-son dynamic is an unexplored podcasting region. Okay. So it's an unknown region. As if it's unknown. And really, and I've, I've said this to uh, Clashing Sabres podcast also, on which I appeared recently. By the way, they are amazing. Go listen to oh, them immediately. <laughs> Clashing Sabres podcast. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was talking about why I did this. Yep. <laughs> I realized very quickly that this was going to be a way for me to manipulate you into spending time with me and on a regular basis. She means you as me, not not you guys. Not oh, you guys. Yeah, I'm looking. Be careful with the pronouns because it could be confusing. <laughs> well, I'm looking at my child right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting across the table from me. Yes. I'm talking to you when I say this was a good time, a good way to manipulate you into spending more time with me. Right. And especially talking about Star Wars, which is therapeutic for you. It really is. <laughs> and therapeutic for me. Oh, yeah. Sure. And this past two months of non-stop, onslaught. rapid fire, yeah. constant onslaught of Star Wars. Yes. There's definitely plenty to talk about mm-hmm. for, for the for the near future, if not years and years to come. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, that being said, mm-hmm. we need to talk about the music that opened the show. Yes. Let, let us talk about that. <laughs> okay. So just some little, just a little background on that. Originally, Blast Points podcast, also an amazing podcast that you should be listening to. And if you are not, you're insane. Indeed. Hilarious. Go, go listen to them. Um, Jason and Gabe are the nicest, kindest mm-hmm. people also. And just it. It's the high. It's the highest quality podcast, probably. Star Wars wise, that you've heard, that, that I've you've heard. listened to. Just and also, I just never fail to crack up laughing. It's just yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're they're so funny, <laughs> so funny. Give them a listen. So anyway, um, they they did an entire episode dedicated to my homie, oh. Captain Kennedy from <laughs> the Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Captain Kennedy is the guy who's uh, the captain of the Dreadnought, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, that gets completely destroyed. And he dies within about (laughs) five minutes of meeting him, which is a shame because I absolutely fixated on him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just loved him immediately. He's so grouchy. He's like my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they did a whole episode dedicated to Captain Kennedy, and they solicited for listeners to send in, um, I think it was either poetry or music. Mm -hmm. It was both. And so (laughs) being the weirdo that I am and having my own composer living under my roof at the time, (laughs) I just... I remember being like, Colin, you need to write, I need you to write a Captain Kennedy motif. Mm-hmm. Like right now. And he's looking at, and he was at the time looking at me like, Are you kidding? <laughs> like, what are you on, even, <laughs> what are you even talking about? Mom? I got a portfolio I got to build. <laughs> I got school. Was yeah. it during the year, the time when you were applying to college? It was and stuff? in the middle of that. Yes. And of course I was like, doesn't matter. Yes. 
put that on hold. Put a pin in it. This is more important. We need a Captain Kennedy motif yesterday. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. So if I recall, you were like, well, you know what? That's probably not going to be that hard for me. So he ran into our piano. Mm-hmm. And within about 10 minutes, I don't think it was more than 10 minutes, you had a motif. Yeah. Yeah. The motif. Okay. So You're talk a little bit yeah. about how you came up with that motif so quickly just just talk a little bit about it. And the original name of the piece was Fire on the Bass, B-A-S-S. Mm, very good. Which is also very good. Very but now good. it's going to be Fire on the Bass, parenthetical, well, Unknown no. Regions podcast theme. Of course, yeah. yeah. Technically, the title of it now is uh, Unknown Regions Introduction slash Fire on the Bass, in quotes. I like a parenthetical. I might, yeah, I could change it later, but as of now... Th- Everyone who recorded it, that that's the title that was recorded, recorded oh, under. that's so. what their music said? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, well, I'm just <laughs> that's re- what it is. <laughs> that's how people, that's that's the official way of doing that type of thing. I'm so. going to pretend like in my mind it's a parenthetical. It's a parenthetical. Okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. So please tell, talk a little bit about how you came up with the motif originally. Just music, use your, you be nerd out a little bit about what that's about. Right. So this motif that we're discussing first thing the piece does not open with it there's there's kind of two overall sections sections to the theme the first section is this just straight two four just pushing march that's very very heavy there's a very heavy baseline ostinato that's just repeating over and over again um fanfare is going on and then eventually you reach. wait a minute wait a minute Oh, yeah. What did you come up with first? Okay, the yes. The intro or the motif? Because I remember right. it being the motif. Yes, the motif is the first thing I came up okay, with. Okay, then talk about the motif. Sorry, okay, first. got you. Um, so the motif, the way I constructed it, I guess, is the best word to use. <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of time on my hands, so I really had to come up with something quickly. I did not want to dedicate too much time to it, but I also wanted to be sure that it maintained this quality of a melody that would totally be heard in the Star Wars March. And I'm sure all of you know that sound. When you hear it, you know John Williams wrote it. You know it's in Star Wars. You know it's part of the film. So, or part of a series, whatever it be. Um, so originally, I, I like like my mom said, I, I sat down at, at the piano that we have and I started thinking about a theme that I could use as kind of, quote-unquote, a temp score. Kind of this this piece of music that's already been written that you can use to emulate in your own work so that it's original so that it isn't an original work and you're not just copying someone um so the work the piece that i chose was um the main theme and the main theme of star wars starts with um starts with a, a perfect fifth and then it goes down the scale and then it jumps up the octave and it continues on but the really this, this important idea is the idea of it jumping up a perfect fifth and then it coming down the scale in the major key um the 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 motive starts with the perfect fifth up um just like the main theme it has that fifth it's very a very um very noticeable characteristic of the original theme everyone notices that and heroic because very the man is a hero uh, indeed you have to but he's evil right uh, uh. he's bad we can. This is without I don't bias. Re- pause. All right, all right. I'm not sure that we know that he's quote unquote evil. Okay, I okay. Think evil he's is a tough just, word. You know. Yeah. Let's maybe back off of the pedal okay, on the okay. evil a little bit. <laughs> the e word. Sorry. I My think. He, I think he's just. He's a very strong he's personality stern. and stern. He's very stern. Yes. Okay. Continue. Of course. 
Okay, my, my apologies. I'm not going to let that stand. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. let, let you sit okay. here and call Captain Kennedy evil. It's not going to... That does not fly for me. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I'm very sensitive about it. Okay. Okay. Just my apologies. You know. okay. Anyway, continuing. This this idea of the perfect fifth, and then it falls down. I put it into the minor key um, because he is part of the First Order, which <laughs> we consider to be bad. And I think it's okay. canon that he was an Imperial officer Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm pulling that out of my butt. Like, I sometimes, that. sometimes I think things in my head are canon, and then I'm like, later on, I'm like, oh, wait, that's a head canon. That's mm. not actual canon. But I really, really, really think somewhere, maybe it was in the novelization. I'm not sure. That would make sense if it was in the novelization. But I feel but... like somewhere it's canon that he was in the, he was in the Empire some, early on in his career. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, so, continuing. It is pretty much the first... The first five notes of the main theme, except it's in the minor key. Um, the rhythm is the same, except I put it into this kind of interesting time signature, 5-8, which is kind of rhythm- rhythmically more complicated and more complex to the ear, which my thought process being Star Wars, the rhythm... The rhythmic content is complex, and that's part of the sound that I have within my own head. That's kind of what I like to think of. That's what I like listening to when I listen to that music, is how uh, John Williams manipulates the rhythm in the orchestra, and I think it's very interesting, and so I kind of tried to implement that into the the theme. And you like goofy time signatures. I love goofy time signatures. (laughs) And I did, however, after coming up with that first initial five-note idea which I thought was perfect. I, I kept that. It was a little difficult for me to actually come up with other material from that because it was kind of like its own thing. So I was like, how do you keep this going? And so I just basically repeated those same five notes three times and just added different notes to make them different chords. And <laughs> I, it's just, it was a really quick process. Like my mom was It saying. was really quick. All I remember is thinking, uh, I can't believe he came up with that in 10 minutes. <laughs> Because that sounds so marchy and so Star Wars marchy, mm-hmm. I was in. I was immediately like, "Yes, that's it. Just build off of that." Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you're saying, it sounds so marchy. Uh, I was also thinking kind of outside Star Wars because another really great thing about the music, I believe, is how John Williams has even said this in interviews. He he talks about. Um, how he emulates other composers, like real practicing composers who mostly are, are dead now, but <laughs> nonetheless master composers. So when I was writing this march, I was really har- trying to harness, really trying to harness his British general idea. So I was like, okay, how can I, like, which composers do I choose that are like really, really, ha- who really honed in on the this sound of a British marching band, this sound of a military British band? Oh, military, yeah. Yes, military British, uh, specifically. Um, so I chose Holst. Holst is a big inspiration for it, as well as Souza kind of has the pep in it. Kind of like you could literally get a band in March 2, the beginning part, because this isn't 2, you know. Um, the 5A part's a little complicated. It would be a little more difficult to put that into a marching band. The what part? The 5A part, the, the main oh, motive the that I'm talking about right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those two composers were big inspirations for it, I'd say. big big um, Their sounds were in mind when I was writing okay. the whole thing. And then you just originally slapped that on to MuseScore. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a free music software, free music composition software. So because, because I think, if I remember right, they wanted everything submitted within like a week or something. So you just sure. kind of developed it 
and mm-hmm. put it on MuseScore, and we sent it to Jason and Gabe, and they played it on the show. It was Indeed. very fun. Very exciting. So, but I always just thought, like, I love, I, it's so catchy. <laughs> I get it in my head sometimes. I'll yeah. just be laying, but I have music going through my head a lot. I think it's a genetic trait because yep. my mom used to say that all I the time. I get that. I have that too. <laughs> so, all the yeah. time. So I'll just be laying in bed and I'll be, th- and all of a sudden I'll just think, like it's yes. very, very catchy. Thank you. Okay. So, um, why don't you talk a little bit about this, the behemoth. this miracle that happened, I guess a couple of weeks ago. Very recently. Okay. Still, it's we're still in the process. You know, yeah, the that's mixing. true. This whatever, by the way, whatever um, version of Fire on the Base happens to land at the beginning of this particular episode, it might be the Muse Score episode. It might be an unmixed episode yes. of the live recording, or it might be the final version. It's mm-hmm. going to be roulette. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. We have but, a very good version that sounds perfectly fine. I think that there are a little bit of there are some levels that need balancing. Okay. But okay, we'll just talk about how. Somehow, you got 50 of your closest friends at DePaul University to come together on a Friday night because music (laughs) nerds don't care about going out and having a drink. They care about coming to Gannon Hall. For Colin. For Colin. (laughs) Not just musicians, but like recording people were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a tech crew. Just talk talk about it because it was really... I was thinking that if this happens, it will literally be a minor miracle. I wasn't even telling anybody about it because I thought in the back of my mind, (laughs) there is no way this many people are going to get together and pull this off. Yeah. Plus a conductor. Like we're talking a full orchestra. orchestra. An actual orchestra. Yes. Anyway, I'm talking. You need to talk about it. Yeah. You know how it came together better than I do. Right. So where do I even start? So I should start with saying originally... The piece was written for wind ensemble, and wind ensemble doesn't have any strings, and has very scarce percussion typically. So the sound of it on Muse score, especially the MIDI is obviously terrible. But the sound of the orchestra, the of the ensemble to me was not really authentic, authentically Star Wars because we all know Star Wars is an orchestra. So I reorchestrated the entire thing for orchestra. I added some more woodwinds, I added an entire string section, I added way more percussion to make it really have this bulky march sound. Um, And my mom and I were discussing having it be the main theme for this podcast, Um, and in that discussion I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we should just use the Muse score file, and we're like, this just sounds bad. (laughs) No, 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 let's not... Let's not pretend like I had anything to do with that because oh. I would have been fine with the musical oh. happy. <laughs> okay. Mr. Yeah, Nitpicky Perfectionist <laughs> over here was like absolutely effing not. Am yeah. I putting that okay. out on like a public forum mm. repeatedly? No, that is not up to my standards. So he was originally, I think you were just going to reorchestrate it for Muse Score. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, it needs people. It needs to be real. <laughs> I want it to be real. But, so then he decided after, because you had been there probably a while, not maybe not a full year, but you had been there long DePaul. enough yeah. at DePaul to have met people. Like, I, I don't want to like toot toot too much, but the DePaul music program is 
is pretty highly respected and there are some incredible musicians ridiculous <laughs> the, yeah. that both go to school there and on faculty and mm-hmm. they're um some people who have graduated alumni some people who play in han zimmer uh recording ensembles for the lion king some people might be doing that <laughs> some people might be doing that that's right yeah so anyway after you had gotten to know a lot of these people and not to mention um sound recording technology majors who know oh my gosh how to do how to record this stuff i'm gonna so, give thanks to some of these people but Big shout out yeah. <laughs> to that tech so, crew. <laughs> at some point, you decided, I think it might be possible to get an actual orchestra live, yeah. perform this, and record it, at which I was like, sure, sure, Colin. <laughs> you just keep dreaming. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, can you just like zhuzh it up on MuseScore? Because I really don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so I did. I zhuzhed it up. Um, made it for an orchestra. I changed the ending a little bit. Because the ending to the original one was so garbage. You guys should be thankful you didn't hear that. Um, so, yeah, we figured that out. It wasn't that garbage. No. It was just really picky. Okay. <clears throat> Whatever. I think it's pretty bad. Anyway, uh, I also added a little bit of... Talking about the music a little bit more for the second orchestration, I added a little more uh, counterline to it, a little more... I reorchestrated some of the runs, because a lot of them were pretty difficult to do in real life. So... I had to change it a little bit to meet the con- convenialities of the player. So I had to go through and polish it up a little bit. But if we're talking about the the process of this recording session, um, it was lengthy. <laughs> it was super stressful. It was the first time I had ever done anything like that to that scale. I have had experiences with having my music played by larger ensembles, but normally that's all orchestrated, no pun intended, by the director uh, I've had pieces performed at my original high school. That was pretty much by my director, Anthony Dutek. He he handled that um, pretty much on his own. But this project was started by me, and it was pretty much... And Nazir. And, well, it, originally, you know, it was uh, that's what I'm saying. I came up with the idea to have it recorded. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But the there are two people I got to thank and got to bring up, too, because they are just as important to this project Um they're, they're, if not more important to this project. Um, Justin Toomes, my roommate, <laughs> he was the, also a sophomore at DePaul. Um, he was the head tech crew leader, I guess you could say. Um, he managed all the microphones. He managed, he is currently managing the mixing of it in post right now. He is, um, He's remarkable. I'm thankful for him. He had to, he had to develop this routing wire system backstage in the hall because there was no way to do what I wanted to do unless we did it, and he got it done. He spent like seven hours one day doing it. Aww. Incredible. I love the guy. Thank you so much if he ever hears this. And to Nazir McFadden, the conductor who conducted the ensemble, also a sophomore, <laughs> um, I give you a huge thanks as well. Um and he, yeah, he came in day of, studied the score. He got up there on the podium and just, we ran it a few times. An hour later, we had the recording, so. And how many musicians did you end up with? Yeah, I'm the getting end? into that. Right. The original plan was to get, I believe, 25 musicians. So very scarce number of woodwinds, very scarce number of percussionists, uh, pretty, pretty girthy amount of strings. Because uh, at one point, you were going to play percussion I, oh yeah yeah i'm gonna get to that later but um 
Yes, I was going to play percussion. I was going to play the bass drum part. I ended up not having to do that. Thank you, Dan Benson. God bless. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, the original count was 25 or 26. And in the end, it got pretty out of control. And in the end, we had, I think, 60 to 65 That's ridiculous. Players. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I still can't believe these people did this. And you know what? There, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, Voluntary. There is a um, YouTube. I don't know how. Listen, again, technology. I don't know. But <laughs> there is a YouTube link to. I was there. I came down to DePaul. To oh, I didn't watch realize this. you posted it. Well, it's on you. I didn't post it. I just put it on YouTube. I can make it public if I want to. Oh, it's private. It's private right now, oh, but well. if I can somehow put the link, maybe I'll put it on the, oh, Twitter. Maybe I'll put it on the Twitter. The, the, uh, the Twitter the account. Yeah. URP Twitter. If you want to watch live, it's my janky phone. So, like, the, <laughs> the sound recording on my phone is garbage compared to what it actually sounds like, mm -hmm. you know, recorded and everything. But anyway, if you're curious to see... The, the number the... of people that turned up for this for what pizza for I think pizza you said you'd buy them pizza <laughs> and I did get them pizza and they were all there afterwards for the pizza they worked for so... pizza. these <laughs> yeah. poor musicians uh, work for anything they're awesome um should I continue yes go okay um where was I oh yeah the number of musicians yes we had about sixty five we almost got to sixty six that would have been so good but Ugh, alas i'm so upset you didn't get 66 like that yeah i was just like fingers crossed you gotta have exactly 66 well, musicians yeah it didn't work out that way um but oh well. yeah huge number also had i believe eight to nine tech crew members and they were there hours before the recording session they were there hours after the recording session putting up microphones routing patch networks in the back because then they, record, the they recorded something else after that too, right? Like a yes. piece. Yes, in the same recording session for the um, conductor's benefit, he wanted to record um, the second movement of Beethoven 7, I believe. And that sounded great. That was awesome, <laughs> too. I got to stay and watch that. That was pretty awesome. Did they get extra pizza if they stayed for Beethoven? No. Oh. The pizza was <laughs> for Unknown Regions podcast recording. Um, yes, yeah, so th that's the numbers. That's the details on the numbers. Um, the loopholes that I had to go through and that Justin and I had to go through, um, to get this haul was also extensive. And I oh. want to talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Gannon Hall. So this, oh yeah, sure. The building that this, rec that this concert hall is in is a brand new one year old. Collins class was the first class of the school of music to mm -hmm. use this brand new music building. Yes. I don't even know how many millions of dollars this building costs, but it's like, I when we first saw it, it's like, this is a palace. Yes. It's an actual music palace. Spectacular. It is beautiful. And the, really and the performance hall is, the, I mean, acoustically, probably as close to perfect as they could mm. make it. Oh, yes. It's really, it's awesome. They it, There's technology in there to make the hall dry, to make it wet to make it echoey, to decrease or increase reverb. It's it's like, it's practically a radio. <laughs> like, you can just control everything. The head of the construction talked to, you know, I think it was orientation, actually, for your, when you oh. started to go to school there. Okay. And he had said that the foam on the chairs that they ordered came oh. in yeah. 
and it was a quarter inch, either too big or too, like too high or too low. I can't remember now, but it was a quarter. Wait, really? in, yeah. Oh. It was a quarter inch on all the chairs. Was a little too high or a little too low. They sent them all back. Because, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> because the sound guys were like, nope, that's going to totally affect oh, the acoustics wow. in the room. Okay. And they had to send all the cushions back and reorder them the right height so that it was exactly what they wanted for their, you know, physics guys. Oh, it's yes. Physics. It's all about So sound. anyway, about um, so this, this concert hall is major. And the fact that he just gets to use it. Well, hold on. <laughs> I did not just get okay, to use it. Okay, that's true. You did say there were loopholes. I'm getting into this. Okay. A lot of loopholes. I had to talk not to a lot. Not loopholes. You had to jump through hoops. Or, that's, what, that's the word. Yes, that's hoops. That's what you want. That's what it is. I had to jump through hoops. Um, I am fortunate enough to be currently working at DePaul as a stage manager, so I have pretty close connections with the head of management. I have pretty close connections with the head of the sound department, sound, uh, sound recording technology department. So... Uh, in speaking with both of them, I had to, you know, request to the higher ups, even above them, who they work for, to use Gannon because, just the reason, you were just saying, uh, that hall is nice, and they don't want any jamoke, like, <laughs> using that hall for any dumb recording session for a podcast about Star Wars. <laughs> so, I had to. Um, Did you make something up? No, I, no, no, no. In the, like, so, please don't admit right now that you just lied to the president or something. That... Well. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not tell, I actually did not tell the performers that it was for a Star Wars podcast. I told them it was for a podcast with me and my mom that we were doing. Oh, well, okay. Um, but I really was a little worried about bringing up that it was Star Wars related because I was like scared that if people heard that and it was for free on a Friday night, they were going to be like, man, this is for Star Wars. Like that's, that's whack. I don't know. But I think maybe it wouldn't have mattered, but they, they didn't really know at the time. Anyway. Again, free pizza. Like, what do they care? Exactly. Free pizza. There was so much pizza. <laughs> There's a lot of pizza. Um, oh, shout out uh, Felicity Cole and Monica Kakiro. Thank you for the pizza. They got the pizza. Oh. So, shout out. Nice. Um, where was I? What was I talking about? The hall. Or, oh, yeah. Getting getting the hall. So, yes. So, I had to send up a letter to kind of the president of the music school. And... You know, in the letter, I mentioned what it was for. I told them that it was for a Star Wars pack, podcast. Um, and I also explained that it was an amazing opportunity. And I want, I also want to get into this, that this is kind of the first time at DePaul, from what management tells me, this is the first time at DePaul that we, that there was a large ensemble recording session done completely by students. It was, this, like I said, the sound crew was only students. There were no faculty in the room. During the entire thing. And normally there would be. No, yes, 99% of the time there would be. Um, but, again, I'm close with the head of management and I'm close with the head of crew, sound crew. So, they trusted me. They trusted Justin. Um, and we got we got what we wanted. We got what we worked for. And it was, it was great. It was super fun. But the reason I really think that this was such a great opportunity was because it allowed for these students who are currently going to school for music and hope to probably one day profess in music and perform if they're performance majors right if they're composition majors uh whatever whatever it has to do with the current state of music is really based in this idea of recording studio and film score is a huge thing and this idea of like going in and there's mics everywhere and you have to like do a few takes just to that's not a live performance type of thing and mm -hmm. i think it's a very important thing for these 
performers to get experience in this type of um, medium of musical performance. And I think, and I put that, that was like the really selling point, I think, because I've been telling the management that we hope to do it again with different pieces, um, not for this podcast probably, but for my own purposes, for my own portfolio purposes. And I don't know. There could be yeah, maybe, yeah. another character in this movie True. where I'm just like, Colin, <laughs> I need a motif for oh uh, Zori Bliss. That's going to be for it. like four people though, <laughs> not 65. <laughs> that was... A lot. A lot of chairs. A lot of mics. Yeah, that's true. The setup was probably more than you thought it would be. Yeah, that was, yeah, insane. Um, but yeah, so, again, great educational experience for me. Great educational experience for the performers, the sound crew, the conductor, of course. And we hope to do it again. So, it was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> it was very, very cool. And very like cool. I said, there is a, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a YouTube recording that I made so I'll probably just put the link up on um the unknown regions twitter handle which uh what is it (laughs) I think it's I think it's at unknown reach pod oh yeah that sounds right is that right I think so okay I should have written that you know how I am with my memory I forget things so easily (laughs) but I think that's what it is this is terrible we're very bad at shouting ourselves out we're very bad at self-promotion yes self-promotion we gotta work on that yeah it's all good okay this is a pilot (laughs) this is the first episode so you know like cut me some cut me a little bit of slack okay so are you do you have anything else to say about that or should we move on oh um well i hope you all liked it i hope it was interesting to hear a piece that was not from a star wars movie and i hope that it sounded like star wars and if you can find our accounts anywhere (laughs) please let us know if you like it uh, I would love to see it. I would love to see if any musicians out there heard it and they had some things to point out. I would love to see it, love to read about it. That's true. I know I know a lot of people are very interested in the music of Star Wars yeah. and John Williams and I know Huge. Some composers. Yes. Christy Carew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. Anyone. Anyone that has anything to say, I would love to read about it. Criticism and all. I I would really love to see it. Okay, cool. Let's move on then I think okay so the f- <clears throat> I just want to make some declarative statements about disclaimers no this is disclaimers well, <laughs> okay I guess it is a disclaimer also but this is like just general statements about where we stand on controversial things ah uh, yes here we go not that I don't want people to listen to this this is the moment that people stop listening to the podcast but <laughs> true or false Colin I don't I'm blunt mm-hmm this is correct. I'm a blunt this person. This is true. And Very. <laughs> if you don't like what I have to say, that's totally fine. Yeah. But maybe, I may be not interested in in hearing why you don't oh. like what I have to say. <laughs> oh, so no. So I'm just saying, um, I don't take well to negativity mm. about Star Wars of any kind, usually. This is also true. <laughs> it's just like... Just let people like what they like. If you don't like it, totally fine. Right. But, but I don't need to hear about why I'm wrong and you're right. Right. I just don't. So, here are some, I guess, like I said, declarative statements about what we're about. All right. And if you have a hard time with any of this, you might you might just, we might not be for you. Yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> totally fine. 
However, if you are into the music of Star Wars, the sound of Star Wars, the the uh, stage play, any any of that stuff, that this might be your podcast because we're going to be talking about that very much so, <laughs> and a lot of other things too. But I'm just saying, like some people just get so worked up by certain topics right that they well, feel the need to come at me with negativity about these topics and i'm just like namaste. i'm like wonder woman i'm like get away i don't need it like i don't i have my own opinions and i'm pretty blunt about those opinions like i said so mm. number one we are the last jedi friendly we love Correct. it we love ryan johnson we think he's pretty much of uh, an upper echelon filmmaker. If you haven't seen Knives Out, what are you doing with your life? Like, go see it. <clears throat> I honestly don't care if you like The Last Jedi or not. Knives Out is fantastic. Very good. So. So good. <laughs> I'm just saying we love him and we love The Last Jedi. Yeah. Pretty much love all Star Wars. I don't, we're not very negative about any of it. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything that no. I've ever been like, Nope, that piece of Star Wars is not for me. Nope. Nope, neither with me. <laughs> I, I, we love all of it, I think. I can't think of a single drop Yeah. I that I've ever been like, meh, nah. Well. Can you? I mean, what about you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not so much. I think uh, anytime I see anything having to do with Star Wars, I kind of like immediately stamp it with my approval. Like, I'm pretty sure it's good. Like, just being Star Wars. I think it's such... I think it's to say that the art of it all is something to appreciate. We are very respectful It's of all... artists yeah. from top to bottom, of anyone that works on this stuff. We just appreciate their contributions. To culture. They're just artists. Yes. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Whatever their field is, they're contributing to this. We, re- we are very respectful of the art that they're giving us and the story that they're telling us and that it is their story to tell. Yes. It is not our place to say that's wrong. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be that way. Well, they're Lucasfilm and they're telling us it should be that way. (laughs) So (laughs) sorry, dog. Yeah. We're not going to sit here like and cry and whine that we didn't get our way. Yeah. You know, sure. I can just, I can be disappointed. Yes. Very animate about this. I can be disappointed, right? which is fine, mm-hmm. but I'm never going to cross that line into saying, here's a petition. This yeah. shouldn't happen. This should be redone. Like, that is ridiculous, and uh, I will not... We, you will never hear us say that, ever. We ain't into that reg- regime. No. So, um, we are... Well, I am pro Raylo. I think Colin is, a, is, I, is pro Raylo. I'm, I'm just going to establish it right here, right now. I don't know. If I'm pro Raylo yet. I think this movie, I will know. This upcoming movie. I think I will know. It's just going to depend on how it plays out for you. Yes, because there are ways it could play out that I might be like, I don't know. But there are also many ways that I think it would be super cool and super different. And I'm, I like difference. So, we'll Okay. See. Okay, but you're not like, you know... No, 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 no. I, I love hearing about it. Like, I love hearing people's ideas about it and... I love parallels that are drawn between Raylo and other things. I think it's a super cool theory, and I hope it plays out well. So you're, you are into reverse Anadala? Uh, yes, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> Am I a good parent or what? Shout out, Mom. Shout oh out, Mom. God. I'm like the best. Okay. Yes. 
Um, pretty, pretty cool. We are cool. Vendemption positive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like you're I, Yes, much. I am. I want that to happen. <laughs> I think that would be super cool. We are Vendemptionists. Um, and... Vendemptionists. What? Vendemptionists. Vendemptionists. That's cool. Yeah. It's a long word. And here's probably the most controversial thing of all... Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, but you agree with me on this, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That so. the Jedi Order has got big problems. Trash. <laughs> no, okay, maybe not trash. I just really wanted to say that. I'm not sure. Yeah, so he likes to say trash a lot. <laughs> Let's just say yeah, he guys. doesn't always mean like actual trash. Watch out for my like... language because I got an interesting type. Okay, but I think we both agree that somewhere along the line pre prequels something went off the rails with for the jedi and ever since then it's been like what you doing mm. honey what what is you doing they're skewed so we have we have a little bit of a um i feel like that's a controversial take kind because of, every time I'd i bring that is. up to somebody they're like what? i'm like well I, look at the big picture well, it's right just, there yeah it's just like everyone says like luke skywalker is a hero boom like a hero we immediately let's just bottom line it bottom line is we wouldn't be having the star wars wars mm -hmm. if everything was fine if the yeah. force was happy we wouldn't be having the star wars that's this is to true. me the bottom line well there needs to be two sides to any war exactly so yeah. there wouldn't be this conflict going on yeah Okay, so, and we're going to put a pin in that because I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later in more yeah, detail. this is a big conversation. Um, but I just wanted to go over some of that, like like I said, just making some mission statements. This is where we stand on these right. possibly controversial topics. And that's totally fine if you don't agree, but I really, really am not going to listen to people harping <laughs> on me about these things because discussion is great. But if you're going to come at me on Twitter and tell me I'm an idiot, I'm totally going to block you. Just understand that. Have some evidence, too, if you're going to say something. Because sure. I also notice a lot of people, they say things and they do not support it with evidence. It's because they just have an emotional reaction. Exactly. We're about the logos here. We're about the logos. The pathos is cool. That's a good sprinkle on top. But we want to see some, some fact. We want to see something to look at. You know what I mean? I'm fine with pathos, but if you have, like you said... You gotta have a well-rounded argument. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you need gotta to have, have well some evidence argument. to yeah. back up your statement. Yeah. And that's a healthy discussion, but like I said, coming at Colin or I and just saying, Rayla's gross, block a -roo, uh. like I'm not having that. <laughs> so just understand. Okay. Um, okay. You, wanna, you, you also want to talk about your love of the Force. Well, we're going to talk about that maybe a little bit later. If we have time, I'm looking at this... Like I said, the first time I've ever recorded anything in my life. Right. <laughs> I don't see a counter on here. I have no idea how long this has gone on for. <laughs> it's that number right there. I don't know what that means. Yeah, we left it on the wrong type of counter. Oh, of course we did. Okay. That's my bad. Well, that's fine. It's probably around 40 to 45 minutes. So far, yeah. you think? Okay. Well, let's just play timing roulette and we'll see what happens. Yeah, we should have. we should always have a timer. So yeah, I know that. And that I realized... Take notes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Always have timer. Okay, yeah. noted. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what should we talk about next? Oh, do you want to talk about Rise of the Resistance? Oh, man. Real quick. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about it real quick. And actually, if, if anyone, i.e. you, Colin, can figure out how to put in... Because we actually rode Rise of... I 
can't say it. We rode Rise ride of the of, Resistance. Oh, Rise, yes. Ride of the Resistance? Nah, nah, nah. Rise. On opening day at Disney World. Yeah. Two days ago. It was December 5th. Yeah, geez, um, two days ago. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and as soon as we got off the ride and I stopped sobbing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hit record on my memo on my phone and we lay, we, we were basically just babbling like complete lunatics, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, just because it was, we were both so shook. I think I can figure out how to. So that would be cool that. if we could splice that in there. Just. Yeah. I think I can do that. Okay. We'll see. Um, but one thing I want to say about it, I don't, let's not say any spoilers. Because sure. yeah, I don't need to. I well, didn't. I didn't want to know any spoilers. Oh, so we're not. Oh, so we're not even going to talk about the ride. Like no, what, the, walk, I, the the playthrough. I don't think so. Okay. I think we should just talk about general reactions, which were shock and awe, basically <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> the entire time, and the the fact that oh, there is one thing I said in the recording where I I came off the ride and I was shooken, crying like it's <laughs> it was an emotional. You were wavered a little bit. It was an emotional impact. Yeah. So as we're Same walking, kind of walk, like stumbling, we weren't even walking, we were just like in a daze, stumbling out of, through the, the out queue, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. And there was a group of very well-dressed cast members standing towards the end of, of oh, the yeah. exit. <laughs> this, yeah. And I saw this man who, he, he was clearly... An executive of some type because yes. he was dressed very nicely. He had his name, his cast member name tag said Josh. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I even noticed that. Yeah, I didn't but notice it, his name when we when we walked past him. But his face looked slightly familiar. But again, I was emotionally compromised. I was so crying. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Oh my gosh, does this mean you liked it?" Because I was actively crying and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I loved it. It was so amazing." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I don't know." I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um. I think in our recording, after, right after the ride, I said something like, there's this really nice cast member named Josh, and he looks really familiar, and I think he's probably somebody important, but I don't know who he is. So shortly thereafter, I googled Josh, executive, Disney World, president of Disney World, you guys. <laughs> the president of Walt Disney World was uh, basically consoling me in my moment of emotional breakdown after I just rode... Rise of the Resistance because it was that impactful yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. Um, for me too. <laughs> for you too. It's pretty hard hitting. Anyway, uh, yeah. again, I don't want to. I don't want to say any spoilers other than what can you say in general? The the your uh, takeaway. Uh, highly technologically advanced. For highly a ride. for a ride. It's insane. <laughs> like I was so surprised that by things that happened. I was very confused how it happened. Like, I want to know how that ride works. <laughs> like, I want to see, like, a plan of it, a blueprint. I want to see what it looks like, like, from an aerial view, how big it is. It's huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it's... was one thing. Like, we decided as soon as we got off of it, like, that entire beautiful spire mountain little yeah, mountain area. Galaxy's you've, edge. Yeah. If you've gone to Galaxy's Edge and it's kind of the first area that you see pretty sure that that entire thing is just a ruse yep for this ride Probably. to be inside of it because yep. <laughs> it has got to be massive it's huge no i mean the track is huge you never like round you never like turn back and go other ways it's new stuff you just see new stuff it, that's the what it time. felt anyway yeah mind you we've only ridden it once so far True. i've watched a couple ride throughs i remember it 
I you, remember it. Honestly, we came out of there and my very good cast member friend, Chris, was like, oh, did you get this part oh, yeah. or this part? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, you know, that one when you're in the one room and there's the blankety blanks. And uh, I'm like, okay, yeah. He's like, well, there's two different options. Did you get option A or option B? I'm like, sweetie, I have no idea. I was so, <laughs> yeah. there's so much to look at. Yeah. People were crying on that. People yeah. were crying. Yeah. Just so you, so you know, it wasn't just me. Yeah. Other not just her. Crying. There were people, it was a spectacle. It was I'm not even calling it a ride. It's not. It's, it's an, an attraction. It's an experience. It's an attraction. It's an experience. It's a, it's a miracle. <laughs> like it's so cool. Um. Oh man. <laughs> One thing too. I don't too, even know how to talk about it. I it mean, was without accidentally giving something away. Smuggler's Run is great. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's so fun. But having gone to the Passholder preview in August. And experiencing that, which was amazing, mm-hmm. but there was something missing yeah. to Galaxy's Edge. It just felt like mm, there's something, there's just some, some intangible that, and you know, knowing that there's going to be another attraction, but not realizing what an incredible attraction it was yeah. going to be. That's why I felt that way. I think because they yeah. knew like you, they needed, just wait, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> that attraction was going to be just integral yeah. to that. To, to the Galaxy's Edge full experience. So right. now that that's open, it's just... You never want to leave. <laughs> no, we spent... <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about the our last day, how we were just... Yeah, that's true. We didn't even get to Magic Kingdom on this oh, trip because yeah. um, we tried. Although it was mostly... It was a lot of Magic Kingdom's fault that we didn't get to Magic Kingdom because they mm. kept closing early for parties and this and that. True. Um, <clears throat> so that was part of the reason. But also we had the option to go to Magic Kingdom for a few hours on our last day, but instead we decided to go get a fat nap because we had been <laughs> up since 4 a.m. trying yep. to get on Rise of the Resistance. Yep. Um, and then go back to Galaxy's Edge at night <laughs> because Colin needed his fourth Ronto roaster for the trip. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> He's completely addicted to They're Ronto. so good. Oh. I mean, they're good. I wouldn't... No, they're so good. They have so much flavor. They're packed. They're so good. I anyway, just don't think I, I don't think I can handle three in one trip. I'm just saying. Four. Or four. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so anyway, oh, and the last thing I want to say, and I really feel like this is the import this is such an important puzzle piece to that attraction. Oh. The cast members. Oh yes, yes. The cast members that are playing their roles in within that attraction. Mm-hmm. Are hop notch <laughs> superb, <laughs> yes, just excellent. They are on another level of, of playing their quote unquote role because you know, in Disney culture, you don't say you have a job, you have a role, you have a role, you don't say you're at work, you say you're on stage, on stage. <laughs> and those people are effing on stage. on stage, yes, to the point where the first order officers that uh-huh. hold you for questioning for quite a while like you're literally just waiting in a line that's what you're doing at that point you're being held in a room just like any other attraction you're in a line mm-hmm. in a group right but it's so fun to be in the line at that moment because those cast members are fully committed to what they're doing and they're what they're doing is in 
intimidating you. <laughs> yeah. And there was, at one point, one little child needed to be measured to see oh. if he was tall <laughs> yeah. enough. So the, the cast member who was playing the First Order officer sternly said to, I think, the child's parent, this, this child needs to be measured. Oh my gosh. <laughs> measured. And so, you know, he did the normal cast member thing. He got down on the child's level <laughs> to measure the child. And then he, you know, got a, hmm, I'm going to need to talk to my superior officer about this. <laughs> and he, I'll be, wait right here. Don't move. So yep. he walked off and he got his senior cast member yep. to come over to make the call whether this kid was tall enough. Mm-hmm. And I actually neither, didn't see how this played out. So neither of them broke character. Like that the oh. you know, he walked up with his hands behind his back, like mm-hmm. they were all walking around like that, looked down at the child. That's acceptable. <laughs> and walked away. Oh, that's great. I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. And then that one that one guy. I was oh, actually yeah. afraid of him. Yep. Like, he, was he was scary. He was threatening. His eyes, his stare. Intense. So I I know I have a friend that is a a cast member in that attraction. His name is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Did not get to see you that day, Kevin, but excellent work. Your team is amazing. I can't wait to write it again. I think we're going to have to wait till March Mm -hmm. when we go again. But um, just, I I can't say enough good things about it. It's going to... pretty much blows every other attraction I've ever been on, including Flight of Passage, <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with Pandora, okay? I'm not even gonna... Oh, yeah. Another huge disclaimer. Another huge... <laughs> probably controversial statement. A little bit, yeah, probably. I do not like Pandora. Like that ride. I that ride's like amazing. Pandora. I don't like Pandora at all. Flight of Passage is great, but that requires me to actually walk into Pandora and... Yikes. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever do it again. But anyways. Yep. Rise Rise of the the resistance. resistance. (laughs) Get to there as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Really worth it. Okay. Um, I think we're probably running close to an hour, but there is one thing I want to talk about before we go. Okay. Because it's a very, it's a close to my heart topic. Okay. And I think it has everything to do with this little movie that's coming out in a couple of weeks, oh, right? God. Skywalker. <laughs> and it's basically the driving force in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. And that's the force. Oh, of course. Yes. We're going to talk about the force a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're going to do this rapid fire recording like every day, every other day. Yes. But I just want to just drop, you know, plant the the thing in the sand. They'll draw the line in the sand. This is our stance. Plant the thing in the sand. Plant the flag. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it is. It's plant the flag or draw the line in the sand. Either okay. one of those works. Okay, continue. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yes. So, Colin, what is what is your what is your viewpoint of the Force in Star oh, Wars in geez. general? <laughs> oh man what I know this is a big topic so and we're gonna talk about it a lot in the future so let's just like drop the big bomb right now about this okay. is how we feel okay this is we're gonna talk about it more moving forward but this is just okay okay I got I got something mm-hmm. I think the force has been misunderstood since day one 
I'm shaking and, my head yes in a very big and demonstrative way. And I think what I said earlier, I think, rings true. You can parallel it to a lot of other polarities that you find in Star Wars. Um, and in the future, we'll actually, this is quick side note, in the future, talking about polarities, um, we will be talking about philosophy and how it pertains to Star Wars. And there is much well, to say. Let you will be talking I, about Oh, philosophy. sorry, not we. That's my bad. I will just be sitting there going, I don't <laughs> Okay, I, I, yeah. just sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it, soon to come, but this idea of balance, very in tandem with the Force, this, this talk of the Force and this talk of balance, we've been hearing it a lot, but... I think a lot of the characters in Star Wars, a lot of them, the majority of of who we talk about, a lot of them are trying to find that balance in ways that are not so uh, balancing. (laughs) There are are ways in which I think um, the Force is being taken advantage of. Uh, The Force is not... I think it's being used as a tool, and I think we are going to find out in this next movie... If, if if we haven't really already found out our, like with these other movies that the the trajectory of the balance and the trajectory of the force right now is is on its way to true balance but in order for this to happen there needs to be um a kumbaya <laughs> let's kumbaya. just say, a kumbaya well that's interesting that you say people are using it as a tool yes and I think what what it has been trying to do is use rather than the people using the force as a tool the force uses the people we need to all see it like the force is using the people as its tool to get to where it's trying to get to which is actual balance Mm -hmm. not balance as defined by the jedi yes and this this idea this brings us back to what we were talking about of how how the jedi might not be all that we talk about them as being the Sith might not be all that we talk about them as being. Um, well, well, there's 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 some there's places you could go there, but maybe especially though in the spotlight right now, I think is the Jedi, and and what we what I like to very much keep separated is the idea of Jedi Sith light dark light dark yes very different dichotomies going on indeed there. yes very different many dichotomies going on it's completely different yeah you they you know the jedi and the sith have been in it's the star wars again like Mm -hmm. that's what the wars have been about it's been about the jedi and the sith grappling and struggling against each other yeah rather than trying to understand the fact that you can't have light without dark and you cannot have dark you can that is not balance Yes. It will never be balanced. There will always be Star Wars if they don't recognize that. Oh, man. I want to talk about philosophy so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's going to be a good episode. I know. We've already like, talked so long. There We've is... talked 1,883.4 things. I don't know what this counter is counting, that's... but that's how many we've done. <laughs> is it like... I can't tell what that word is. I think every minute is 30. Okay. Well, anyway, um, we've talked a long time, so we really can't get into philosophy. We'll, but we will. Stay tuned. Moment. Stay tuned. I got a lot of things I want to talk about. But the the my my very very adamant belief no, is that, go. and I never put I never pin tweets to the top of my feed ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I pinned one a couple of months ago, and it's been there ever since. 
because I truly believe that the only point of view in Star Wars that actually matters mm. within the within the story is mm-hmm. the point of view of the Force. Yes. Luke Skywalker's point of view doesn't matter. No. Darth Vader's point of view, Anakin's point of view, he might be the chosen one, but he's the chosen one of what? He's the chosen one of the Force. Yes. The Force has the only point of view that matters, and the Force is not happy. It hasn't <laughs> been happy for a very long time. Since um, it was harnessed, probably. My friends over at What the Force, Marie Claire and Ty, I like to say the Force is sick. Mm, I, I like that. <laughs> totally same thing. Like, it's not happy. Something's wrong, or we would not be having all the... All, for... We wouldn't have had any of this happen mm-hmm. if balance had been struck when Anakin died and turned and died. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know that and you're yeah, listening yeah, to this yeah, podcast, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, but yikes. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's just really what I want to talk about, at least for another episode, maybe even more, mm-hmm. leading up to the rise of Skywalker, because that leads directly into... Ray and Ben Solo, mm-hmm. and how they are portrayed. How they're portrayed. What's going on with them? Mm-hmm. What the deal is with that? Mm-hmm. And um, it has a lot to do with Palps coming back. Oh yeah, as well. Oh yes. So anyway, um, I think we should probably cut ourselves off at this point. Yeah, this this could go on. So we've been kind of all over the place. We gotta today. leave our ourselves some room. To talk about other things we do. later. <laughs> and I know we're all over the place, and that's just going to kind of be our brand, I think. Our brand okay. is going to be complete chaos. <laughs> okay. Yeah, guys, Um, you're going to see this podcast probably change a bit in the future, but we're, we're trying out here. We're going for it. Right now, it's going to be a little stream of consciousness. I think, yes. Until yes. we find a pattern that we like and that we think works for our purposes yeah. and our rhythms and... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should have a segment every week where I scold you about something that you did wrong. Oh, that sounds fun. No, <laughs> I don't like that. I think this week it's going to be four Ronto roasters. It's too many. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On a trip. This is the Colin Bully segment now? I think it is. Oh. Four buckets of popcorn. Oh my gosh. Out of your oh. Ad at Walker bucket. Too many. <laughs> okay. At Disney World. <clears throat> Because you kept just buying refills of popcorn. <laughs> He's choking on his water I right now. I was choked. <laughs> oh my gosh, hit the mute Sorry. button, dude. Oh no. Okay, let's. is he going to be okay? Is he turning purple? No, he's fine. Oh. Okay, unmute. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We made it through the whole thing. Oh man. Without you. No, it's okay. This is, this is the character. It's almost as if you guys are here with us right now. The, the life of the Whitlicks. I guess so. <clears throat> All right. So, anything you want to say to wrap up our Ooh. first episode? Oh yeah. Let's Very see. first. Yeah. Hopefully not last. Yeah. Hopefully not last. Oh well. Hope you guys enjoy uh, our banter. I hope we weren't annoying. Um, and... Oh, we were definitely annoying. No, I mean, <laughs> I hope we were annoying to an interesting extent. Um, and again, thank you all for listening. I'm sure my mom will take us out, but. Um, we, we both look very much forward to speaking about and discussing the many facets of Star Wars. And I do want to say really quickly that um, I think Star Wars to both my mom and I are 
similar things, but something that really is important to me, and I think I'm sure we will have much room to discuss, is the the multiple facets. There are so many facets of relating to Star Wars other than the plot. There is how the sound works with the movie. There is how the music works with the movie. There is the the acting, the screenwriting, the direction. The there are so many different art forms contributing to Star Wars and me personally who I guess I'll consider myself an artist <laughs> um, I am personally obsessed with all of these different facets and we will be talking about them um, in length later um, but yeah that's 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 I guess my last thing is I, I love Star Wars <laughs> essentially Star Wars, all... is, Star Wars is good Star Wars is good yeah <laughs> I know you know that's that's an understatement actually yeah um, okay, so I I actually, while you were talking, looked up our Twitter handle so that we can actually oh, yes, yes. tell people where to go. Yes. So um, the podcast Twitter handle is at unknownregepod mm-hmm. on Twitter, and cool. my personal Twitter account is at frayadjacent, F-R-A-Y adjacent. Um, and I'm on Facebook if you want to look me up there. We don't have a podcast Facebook page yet because mm-hmm. that's like... Again, technology. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too We're much. working on getting some good looks. To yeah, these, uh, and to the you're on walls. what? You're on Facebook also? Yeah, just as Colin Whitlake. <laughs> well, okay. Colin with two L's. C-O-L-L-I-N. Oh, yes, yes. I-N. Mm-hmm. Whitlick. W-I-T-T-L-I-C-H. That's how you spell their last name. And um, do you have a Instagram? I do. Should and I? it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is... Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick, um, which is C-O-L-L-I-N underscore the letters MJ for my middle names and underscore W-I-T-T-L-I-C-H. Okay. If you choose to follow. And I post some music things. I post some cool pictures that I'll find in Chicago City. Um, Yeah. For for a 19-year-old, you really aren't on social media all that much. Not too much, yeah. but Which is... I guess odd these days, but when um, cool things come across, though, <laughs> I, I post about that. Okay, so maybe if you feel like running an unknown regions podcast Instagram, maybe oh. that'll happen someday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it won't be happening on my no, I'm watch. Sure it won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it won't. I'm barely on Instagram. I don't even understand it. Other than that, again. Thank you so much, Brandon, and everybody at Clashing Sabers, and Blast Points. And I also want to bring up Marie Claire Gould, who is also Mm. um, a wonderful, amazing, um, brilliant person. And her podcast is What the Force, and I am a Patreon over there. So um, she's lent me a lot of moral support as well. So thank you to all those people. Thank you, Colin. Oh, thank you, Mom. (laughs) And I have one last thing to say to you. Me? Oh, okay. This is this is gonna be our thing at the end. Oh, and it's oh. super cheesy. <laughs> oh, this is new. I haven't seen this. I know. I didn't tell you about it because you were gonna think it was super cheesy. Okay. So, uh, Colin, I have one more thing to say to you. Yeah. See you around, kid. <laughs>